You are such a geek. Geek. What is a geek? All right, welcome again to the Broadcast Geeks. We are at episode number 224 for all you listeners past and future. I am one of your hosts, Matt Oren. And I'm Midnight Mitch Jones. What's up? Eminem. We're doing Eminem. At it again. Talking about the counting of the episodes. We want to know, do you prefer that we count the episodes? And we're going to count them, but do you want to know what number we're on? Does that help? I don't know. Let us know. I mean, if you're going to get technical, this is technically number 226 because we have 2.5 episodes. We have 20.5 and 152.5, but those are 0.5s. Those are one-offs. Those are offshoots. They don't fucking count. So uh, get off our backs. Well, they don't count kidding. No one's on it. They're not part of the storyline, so to speak. That's true. They happen out of canon. Right. So. Like, what if? Yeah. Well, wait. I mean, what if doesn't happen in the canon, although it is. But it's all part of some sort of multiverse. Is it? I haven't watched it. Do, do they talk about that? Or they, are they just like, well, what if this was happening? Yeah, they, they do. Because it opens with a narrative. Uh, I, you said you haven't watched the first one. I haven't. So the first one, it's like Earth, Germany, 1943. And it's like basically tells the story of how the Nazis are taking over Europe. And then it's like one kid from Brooklyn becomes Captain America, except for in this reality, one small change leads to a completely different turn of events. Hmm. And so everything's normal up until the point where Steve's about to get into the pod, you know, in yeah. the first Avenger. Yeah. And the dude who is, what was it fucking Billy Zane? Who's the, the guy who plays the traitor that blows up the, the lab in the first Avenger? I don't recall. I don't, re- I don't recall if it was Billy Zane. It's either Billy Zane or what's the other dude? Dude that plays the Flash's dad in Justice League. Shit, John Wesley. Oh, in the Justice League? Yeah, in the oh, movie. Billy Crudup. Billy Crudup. Yeah, I think it's Billy Crudup, actually. Yeah, you might be right on that. So, but yeah, anyway, so the dude who blows up the lab, he shoots in, in the the what if let me back up so <laughs> the dude he goes to blow up the lab and actually so what the difference is, is peggy carter in the first avenger she goes into the booth right because they're like captain carter wouldn't you be more comfortable in the booth yeah and she goes in the movie but in the show she is she's like no i'd rather stay here and then you hear the watcher go there that's the decision that changes the course of history and so when the dude blows up the lab he shoots the general played by Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. And then he, he plugs Steve Rogers twice in the stomach and starts running away with the serum. But then Peggy Carter shoots him and stops him. And for whatever reason, the one of the generals is just like, we're not going to get another shot at this. We have to go now. And so he was like, Rogers, get in there. And Steve can't because he's been shot twice. Oh, and then he tells Howard Stark to get in there. And Howard Stark's like, what are you kidding? I'm the guy that pushes the buttons. And so he stays out. And then Peggy Carter takes it upon herself to get in the pod and become the super soldier. Whoa. So I guess it's all hinges on, I mean, 
that was the same timeline as the regular MCU up until that point where Peggy Carter doesn't go into the like the booth or whatever to watch the experiment happen. She stays in the room. Wow. All right. That sounds cool. Yeah, man. So oh, it has all to do with all these branching timelines. And it'll be interesting to see what happens if anything happens with the, you know, further series or shows or more episodes of this. How many episodes are there right now? Uh, there's one right now. Then as of this recording, we're recording uh, on August 17th. So at 1 a.m. tonight, they'll release the second episode that is what if instead of Yondu yeah. and the Ravagers picking up Peter Quill in Missouri, they pick up a young T'Challa in Wakanda and T'Challa, instead of becoming Black Panther, become yeah. Star-Lord. Probably wouldn't have happened, though. Wakanda wouldn't have allowed that to happen. I don't know. Yeah, because like they're hidden from the world. Right, and that their technology should be pretty advanced. Maybe it's not as advanced as Alien Race? I don't know. Yeah, I, it's going to be interesting to see how this happens, because I mean, maybe it's on when uh, T'Challa, or T'Chaka is on a diplomatic mission or something like that. Maybe it happens when... Maybe his uncle uh, yeah. happens with the uncle and then he ends up getting the king and what's his name? T'Challa and T'Chaka get banished from Wakanda and then something happens to his dad and he's a orphan somewhere. Yeah. I can't remember. In Black Panther, isn't it? Is T'Challa there when T'Chaka goes to find his brother and there and then kills Killmonger's dad in Jadaka? No. He I mean he's T'Challa's around not- he's around because he's about the same age as Michael B. Jordan, is he? Or maybe a, a little older? I don't know. I feel like he was around, but not literally there when it happened. He must have been back in Wakanda at scores. Okay. Well, I guess it'll be interesting to figure out how in this what if universe Yandu finds him. Yeah. I guess uh T'Challa, voiced by Chadwick Boseman. This is gonna be the official last thing that he has worked on. Oh really? um yeah. But uh he's in a couple like two or three of these what if episodes. Oh nice. Yeah so, I'm, I'm I think I'm waiting because how long they're not that long are they are they like 20 minutes or are they 40 minutes? They're 30 minutes. Okay. So yeah, I mean, you could build up a couple of them and watch all three. Yeah, that might be more my more my speed. I definitely want to watch them. I like the concept of it. Are they allowed to use Spider-Man? Yes, they are. I think in the promo stills, there's one where Spider-Man has Doctor Strange's cloak of levitation. Ooh. And so I guess he becomes the Sorcerer Supreme. Uh, as as a Spider-Man or as Peter Parker? He's both. He's Spider-Man and Sorcerer Supreme. I mean, interesting. Yeah, so he's got the cape and the mystic powers, but he can also web and stuff. Spidey Supreme. Yeah, the Spidey Supreme. <laughs> and what's the difference? Is it just sour cream? and? <laughs> yeah, Spidey Supreme comes with guacamole and sour cream. Isn't that an Aaron Uris joke? It is an Aaron Uris joke. Uh, the Supreme Court is just a regular court with, supreme, <laughs> uh, with guacamole and sour cream. Yes, I love it. I love it. All right, well, I'll have to watch that show then. So we're probably going to get like six to eight episodes. I think they said it's nine. And then they, they're they building a, a second season that also has nine episodes as well. So nine feels unprecedented to me, but it's not, is it? It's probably. Well, no other Marvel streaming show has got nine episodes except for WandaVision. 
Oh. Everything else has been six. That is interesting. I did like Wanda. Uh, yeah. And they could have cut it down probably two episodes. I'm glad they didn't. I enjoyed every bit of it. Yeah. I was having this. Does, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I think all of Wanda's stuff is 30 to 40 minutes, but everything else, like Falcon and Winter Soldier and all the Loki episodes, they're about an hour long a piece. Yeah. So, right. I Makes mean, in essence, it. yeah. It, same amount of uh, runtime. Yes, fair enough. Broken up a different way. Yeah, yeah, I was talking about it with someone today who's also a, a geek, and she is more of a Marvel fan. And mm-hmm. I had asked her about Titans, and we can talk about Titans in a minute. And she hasn't gotten caught up yet, but she admits that DC TV has been better. And she brought up a good point, you know, that these shows that have been on Marvel, they're starting to to now dominate TV. Yeah. You want to call it that, the smaller screen. The streamer verse. Where DC, I felt, had the advantage. And now, I don't know. I don't know. Only because they have that Disney money. Marvel. So they can, or even that I Marvel mean, money. I would even venture to say that DC doesn't really have a tenuous grasp over TV anymore because nobody really watches The Flash. Arrow's gone. I mean, I guess you got Stargirl. Stargirl does well, and it's a good show. I enjoy it. I haven't watched it. Is it on HBO Max? I don't know. I mean, I watched it when it was on. It's probably on the CW app. Yeah, it was. They probably kept it on there. It's their flagship. I haven't watched Batwoman, uh, but I did. I did. I don't know why you don't know why I enjoyed Stargirl. It's very hokey. Maybe that's why. Yeah, because, I mean, we all know that these are based off of pulp, you know, pulp fiction, so to speak, comic books and the like. Mm-hmm. So it would make sense that some of these shows are hokey. But with all this, like, everything has to be gritty, real world, whatever the fuck these days, people start to lose interest if everything's just like truth, justice, and the American way. <laughs> and Arrow. Uh, Arrow was great, mostly to the end. And I'm glad it's over, though. I'm glad that that show is is something that happened. Yeah, man. I uh, I think Stephen Amell was a great Ollie. Mm-hmm. But I never, uh, I mean, shit, like the first like 100 episodes of our show, uh, you guys would always be like, oh, anyone watch The Flash or Arrow? And I'd be like, I'm just going to think about this bird for a second. <laughs> I was like King Shark on the rooftop. Bird. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was fun to watch um well yeah i mean if those shows didn't exist we wouldn't be doing this podcast right now true and jeff has brought that up numerous times that flash and specifically arrow are the reason we have this podcast well i think now especially now that they're i mean the flash is about to start season eight filming Oh, I don't know. I haven't watched it in a while. But now that Arrow's over, now's like the time to go back and watch it because I feel like there's a there's a lot of futility to where there's like a six, seven seasons of a show. And then it's like, well, you know, you better catch up because we're all watching the new season and you won't be able to talk about it if you don't watch, you know, hundreds and hundreds of episodes of to catch up with. Yep. So I, don't know, I always do that. I end up watching a show like after it's been off the air and then I'm like, I should do more of this. It's like, no, Mitch, you should just have been paying attention for fucking <laughs> all that time. Yeah, I love it when I find a show and I'm like, oh my God, you guys check the show out. And Jake's like, yeah, I told you about that two years ago. Yeah, I uh, told you about that. <laughs> and sometimes he's right. But you know well, what? Yeah. We, we all have our priorities at the time and that's the way we live our life. Um, exactly. But I am watching Titans. 
and I brought up Titans. Me too. Oh man. And I know I, I I did not expect it to go that way. Right. So just right now, listeners, if you haven't watched the first three episodes of Titans season three, stop this recording. Or stop no, don't stop this recording. You can't stop. unless you're some sort of super villain. Just pause you can it. stop us. Pause it. Pause this uh listenership. Pause this audio file. Yeah. Go watch it and yeah. come back because we're gonna spoil the living fuck out of it. Because oh, last week, yeah, we talked about the first episode episode which ended with uh bruce wayne murdering the joker joker yeah I, I say bruce wayne because he's very much more bruce wayne he i he's never in the suit so it's hard to call him batman that's fair but uh so yeah the, the second episode is more just like there's a new guy in town he's right. killing all of the 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 goons like the the capos and all the fucking underlings of the, the gotham crime bosses yeah and he's selling his services yep to them for a cut and he will deal with the titan yeah but he the thing is is like why is it such public knowledge that batman is done like batman didn't get caught bruce isn't arrested there's no way to fucking prove that bruce killed the joker well, but batman disappeared you don't just kill the joker and then disappear i don't care who you are without, yeah but it was like a day without people knowing oh you know thinking oh maybe he's just in hiding around town no he's out he boogied he boogied away but dude, would people would that be widespread knowledge that batman is gone after like a day because the titans were back in gotham like right after it happened yeah i mean shit dick was already there well, I I don't know. I um, it, it makes me wonder. Like, what did what did he take to come back? And is the Joker really dead? You think the Joker is dead in this universe? No, just because he's a slippery fuck. That's I bet my God. I bet he's not quite dead. Or there's some sort of elaborate ruse. Um, Maybe they change his face. Like uh, they combine the other storyline where he cuts off his face or he gets facial reconstruction. That could be fun. Yeah. Yeah. My my theory going forward is that the, the whatever Jason was taking is some sort of modified scarecrow gas because it's revealed that the scarecrow is the Gotham City informant. He's on the payroll. They pay him in weed, which is really fucking funny. Yeah, they pay him in so weed. <laughs> Dick Grayson has to like, it's so jarring to just like, he's just like, hello, I, I like indicate dominance, at least 70% or 30% or whatever. Like, and then Dick, when he comes back for information the second time, he's like, here's this. It's blah, blah, blah. It's good shit. Or so I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, you think that, oh, this is interesting because I haven't really thought about it yet. Do you think Jonathan Crane is behind a lot of this? I think so. Whatever Jason was taking is some sort of modified scarecrow formula to like to made him have no fear or whatever, even though he was startled by that clown robot. How did he not die? Like, how could he sustain that kind of injury and then come back within a week? Mm. I mean, he did take a crow. Plus, he was bare. It's got to be some sort of scarecrow because they even brought up Ra's al Ghul and in the second episode, and they're like, it could be some sort of voodoo like craziness like Ra's al Ghul. And Dick says, like, no, that's not possible. He's somewhere else. And it's like, dude, do you not know who fucking Ra's al Ghul is? He can be. Mm -hmm wherever he wants my guess is it's either some sort of scarecrow well it's a scarecrow gas that is cut with some sort of lazarus pit chemical mm -hmm. to bring him back that's my guess 
I would agree. Uh, it would have to be some sort of Lazarus pit technology because how else would he be so, you know, one? Well, I guess he's not aggressive so much as just, I mean, he's really calculated and fucked up. I don't know what's going on, Jason. It's weird though, because he's still very much like a kid. Right. Like Red Hood, when like in the comics and then under the Red Hood, he's killed as like a teen. But when he comes back to Gotham, he's like a man. He's older. Which is why, yeah, it's why it's weird that, you know, it's like, who is this? Like, it couldn't be Jason. He's been dead for years. I don't know. This is kind of a weird twist on it too, because it's like, oh, he's been dead for four days. But he's. <laughs> Like he's very menacing when he's in the suit. Do you do you like the suit, the the red hood costume? I, I there were times I look at it and I do, and then there were times like when when he realized when Dick realized it was Jason, and and part of that uh, his mask broke. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't care for it. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't. I feel like I'm indifferent to it. What about you? I like it, but I can't help but seeing that it's like a repainted Iron Man helmet because mm, yeah. it, it has the little mouth slit at the bottom, kind of. And I'm just like, fuck, I can't unsee that, you know? Yeah. It, I mean, to be fair, it does have a nose, but I don't know. It, he's very menacing in the suit, but then when when Dick used the stick to like bust off that part of his mask, and you could hear his real voice, and it's like, boy, it's just some kid, isn't it? Like. <laughs> <laughs> go up and give that little motherfucker a wedgie like i don't know it's weird do you think there's some sort of weed that's going to be in this uh in this uh concoction and that's why he's uh i don't know that's why he's why i i lost my train of thought probably because of the the real life weed um, it made me wonder can i guess poison ivy could probably grow her own strain of stuff oh yeah she'd be like like you know i can't even do it but you know where she just grows her own stuff and that music from harley quinn plays whenever the plants come up yeah that orchestral string (laughs) what do you think her own stash is like do you think like the shit that she would need to smoke couldn't be consumed by regular people because it would have like it like it would kill it would kill kite man (laughs) yeah hell yeah hell yeah babe kite man hell yeah (laughs) um i would imagine that it could be as potent as she wanted it to be right it could be a lethal dosage yeah but she like in order for her to get super high i imagine it would have to be a whole different set of chemicals that you could you and i couldn't handle i don't know shit like that that keeps me up thinking like what do you think poison ivy is smoking oh yeah maybe she doesn't she doesn't want to burn leaves yeah she doesn't want to burn any plants or anything like that right she probably is not a vegetarian it would make it would stand to reason that poison ivy loves plants so much that she wouldn't eat she wouldn't be a vegetarian She'd be eating meat and all this other shit because she hates animals and people. Yeah, sounds like someone's eating me. I don't know. I heard a sound like there was there was eating going on. That was weird. Oh, uh, it might be my microphone brushing against my lapel here. Sorry about uh, that. No, no worries. It's it's fine. I was just like, there's someone in the room with us. <laughs> Jake, are you here? Show yourself. It's the fucking scarecrow. He's watching us. <laughs> So yeah, um, go ahead. No, go ahead. Continue. What you were talking about. I I can't remember what I was talking about. We got we started talking about the what kind of weed poison ivy would grow. Yeah, like I wonder just what chemicals and and terpenes and things it would have to have for her to get 
the high that she would want because her her physiology is different, isn't it? Yeah, she's a human mutate. So I don't think she would be able to just smoke regular weed and be like, oh yeah, I'm high. Or you would think that she's some heavy duty shit. She's immune to all toxins and stuff and poisons. And I mean, in a way, you would think that inhaling burning plant matter would be some sort of a poison. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think it's going to be poison ivy because I feel like if they were going to do ivy, they would have shown some of that in the marketing material because Titans really likes to show its hand during its previews. Yeah, they kind of do, don't they? Yeah. Just to make sure you're going to watch almost. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to be that. I mean, what if the real twist here is that this is all like a test set up by Bruce Wayne and he's allied with Jason. Testing, kind of testing Dick to, to make sure he has what it takes. Yeah. I mean, that you would have to ignore a lot of like death. <laughs> death and also there'd be too much like ways that this plan could go wrong. And it would also, you know, be very contingent on Jason even going after the Joker in the first place. There's like no way, like Batman can do anything with prep time, but I don't think he could have predicted that. Right. So, I, oh, we haven't even talked about it. Oh yeah. I mean, we're yeah. still talking about episode two. Yeah. So in episode two, yeah, he reveals that it's him. Episode three, the gang gets back together. Yeah. Okay. I was excited about that. About uh, Hank and Dove. Yeah. That was the name I of like, episode. I really like Alan Richardson. I think he's uh, a great character. Mm-hmm. And I thought for sure that they were going to solve it. Well, Dick did. So, well, or they did. He he, he like, had the, what to do. So why? So basically, listeners, if you haven't watched it, why are you still not watching it and listening to this? But um, <laughs> so Hank comes back. He was a bike cop in Washington D.C. and he had a mustache and and the whole thing. And then he decides to come back to the team after he sees Don in costume. You know. Right? Yeah. And he realizes he's still in love with her because how could you not be? It's Minka Kelly. Yeah, and she dressed as a bird. I don't know why that's, well, I don't know, bird. I don't know why that's doing it for me, but it is. Um, but so, first of all, how does he get into the Batcave? I guess because he's Hawk and he can show up, whatever. Like, I always was under the impression that you did not get into the Batcave unless Bruce wanted you to. But now it just seems like you can just show up whenever and be like, hey guys, what do we do with? As long as you know which clock it is, you're in. Well, to be fair, it's not really that hard to be like, well, what if I just move all the hands to midnight and then the clock opens? Like you should set it for like 437 or some bullshit. <laughs> 420. Yeah. Poison Ivy up in this motherfucker. <laughs> so, so Hank, he's dead set on killing Jason. He yeah. blinded. I was with him, dude. I was like, fucking kill him. I don't like this motherfucker. He crossed the line. Well, didn't, yeah. He, didn't he screw like screw over the Titans in the second season? I can't remember. Other than him going to face Deathstroke and then almost falling to his death. Yeah. Did he do something to Hank in the past other than just like Hank, does, they don't like each other? No, they do. It seems like they do like each other. I think Hank is just really let down because like he goes to prove to Jason that he can be trusted, uh, even though he's there to, to get Jason. But the way they talks to him, it, it's it's as if they have a positive history of time together. Yeah. Maybe it's just because Hank sees a lot of himself in Jason. He's impetuous. He's maybe childish. He's, yeah. You know, maybe because Hank is very centered now whenever he's around Dawn. 
Right. But I'm sorry, I would not have done all the things that Hank did just to get to see Jason. Like take off your clothes, show, you know, show your, yourself no wire, sure. Jump yep. in that in that dirty water. Fuck that. Swim naked through this rat infested pool. Fuck that. <laughs> I'm sorry. That would not have happened. And I don't know why Hank did that. Well, he, even, he even knew. He said he knew that Jason was fucking with him. Right. Yeah. It seems like Jason's taken on a lot of Joker characteristics where he's got contingency plans and everything's not what it seems, you know? Yeah. It was a really well-designed thing where he implanted this Wayne Tech device that was hooked up to your heartbeat, to your heart, and would explode after a timer ran out or your, what, what was it? Was it just the timer, but your, your heart rate could speed it up? Well, yeah, it's the, your, the timer is not seconds. It's the number of heartbeats you have. That's so once it gets down to zero, you don't, your heart doesn't beat anymore. That's um, And it was one of those things where it's like, it's got these special barbs where you can't take it out of anyone because then if you do it, they'll activate it. Yeah. Which is a really weird thing for Wayne tech to be designing. Seems like if Bruce was on his, you know, and they, Dick even says, Bruce has gotten sloppy. He says that to Barbara Gordon. Yeah. It seems like he wouldn't be cool with that. Like, cause there's only one, one real purpose for that. And that's to fucking torture someone. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what they're doing with this, this Batman. It, it seems kind of weird, but that, that explosive was, it was nuts because he, so what does he tell Dick? He tells Dick, you need to steal a armored car with a ton of gold. Right. And then I'll, I'll free Hank. And he's like, no, no, not going to do that. You know, and Dove just couldn't handle it. So she went. But the thing that I, and I, I totally didn't think about how he would do this. She goes to, to kill him and she grabs a gun. Right. Because he tricked her again. He's just like, oh, the, the deactivator, you have to like hold it up next to the thing. And I'm the one that has the deactivator. And he goes, when she looks in like, so she steals this armored car full of gold. Yeah. And delivers it to Jason. And he's like, thanks for the gold. I got the debt or I got the deactivator, but you're going to have to fucking kill me if you want it. So there's a gun in a toolbox. Right. He's like, you're going to have to kill me to activate it because once his finger comes off, it would deactivate. Right. And I thought that was really well done. That was a very stressful, like five minute stretch. Of- Absolutely. Cause I, I liked the, the, like the, you know, you're, you're seeing the same uh, scene playing out in two different spaces there. Cause you have Dick and Don and Jason, they're doing the whole standoff and Dick's trying to be like, don't do it. If you pull the trigger, he wins. And she's like, you know, she's back in love with Hank because he realizes that he fucked up by letting, you know, everything get bad between them. Yeah. Um, also, I like the Connor. I liked Connor doing all the like, like Superman speed, the permutations uh, of like, like all the different ways to hook up the circuitry board to short circuit the bomb. Yeah. And is he doing that because is Connor Kent now correct me if I'm wrong. He's made up of two samples of DNA, one from Superman and one from Lex Luthor. Yes. And that's, so he's got a genius intellect 
and Superman's powers. I believe so. That's fucking cool. Because at first I was just like, what the fuck? How did Connor know how to do this? He reads all this. Like, he reads the entire manual. I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, fuck, if I could do that, I'd read so many books. (laughs) Yeah. So they make them, yeah, they make them look smart or at least competent. Yeah. Um, But, you know, he can go to super speed, so. I know we're only three episodes in, and I don't know how long this season's going to be. But right now, it seems like Gar and Corey have nothing to do. Because Gar is like, what the fuck's he studying all these animals for because when the when he turns into an animal in this episode he turns into the tiger again right he needs to learn uh, a new animal yeah and and uh cory she just keeps having these flashbacks or like she keeps blacking out and she's somewhere else she's she does yeah. yeah she does it when she's with barbara and it seems like it's a small one and she's not she doesn't teleport she just like sees the the like the blue flames or whatever and then she's still at the gcpd so i don't know what's going on with that right now gar and Corey's stories are not interesting to me i don't think yeah i mean i'm, sh- I'm sure they're gonna build on it i mean she's getting she's going to hook up with that therapist or count whatever he is right and maybe yeah He'll end up becoming her therapist for a bit. Yeah. Um, I just like, you know, it, it, it is kind of hokey because like she calls him. She's like, I'm an alien and I'm here's what I'm doing. He's just like, hmm, well, it could be a actual crisis response. Uh, I see it all the time in my patients. Like, Thanks, <laughs> professor. Like, <laughs> I thought it was a little too, uh, you know, a little too on the nose, but whatever. You know, it's a comic book movie. Sure. Or show. No, but how intense is that where she fires the gun at Jason and then he goes oh turns out you had the uh the detonator detonator and once she pressed that button Hank's bomb blew up just as Connor was about to insert his board yeah it's weird because it's the one of the few times that Superman's not fat or Superboy I guess is not fast enough to do something you know like how fucking far away is the bat cave from the upstairs that he couldn't have been there sooner it was just timing bad timing now i was gonna ask because i was thinking about this the other day and i think he could hold his own but superman versus flash in a race flash should win right because speed force would would beat out any other like superman propels himself to be so fast but flash has the speed force so he can win in a race it should be a no contest all right. I mean, I know I know that they've touched on this many a time in several different mediums and whatnot. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you would think that the Flash he, he can run so fast he can run back in time. He's got Superman beat. Well, Superman did that too, right? He he flew <laughs> so fast around the earth. Yeah, he uh, Christopher. <laughs> yeah, I, I I really I was surprised. I wasn't sure if they were going to kill Hank or not. And it was wild how crypto just walks out of the smoke and the explosion. He's totally fine. Connor's just standing there like, holy shit. And she's yeah. like, what did I do? What, what, what just happened? It's like, uh, yep. well, you just killed well, Hank. He just blew up my fucking house. And Dick jerk. knew. Dick knew not to do it. Yeah. He's always the smart, you know, that's he why Bruce left. Yeah. He, that's why Bruce left the city to him. Be a better Batman. But it's very, very Joker-esque for him to be like, yeah, you kill me, I'll drop the detonator and it'll it'll be okay. But then to have the detonator actually be in the gun and ha- not only 
have her break her moral code and attempt to kill someone, but yeah. also to be like, you were trying to kill me, but you actually killed someone else. I don't know. It's very Joker-esque. So I have some like, I wonder if this is kind of like a Batman Beyond situation where he, Jason is breathing in. Maybe it's not Scarecrow gas. Maybe it's Joker gas. Right. And it, it Jokerized him, you know? Yeah, I, I suppose that's positive, uh, possible because... I, I just don't feel like he's. I don't feel like Joker's dead. I just it, it, he escapes death so often. He's what? He escapes death so often. That's he why did. it's all. Maybe there's something too. Like maybe his Joker gas is some sort of synthetic. Uh, it's got some sort of chemical similarities to the uh, the chemical that's in the Lazarus pit. Yeah. Also, real quick to answer your question, it says when on ground, Superman is always slower than the Flash. However, when in flight, Superman is faster than the Flash. But if the Flash decides to tamper with the flow of time and quote unquote cheat, then the Flash will be faster than Superman, even if Superman is flying. Oh, interesting. How does he cheat? I mean, that's just coming from Quora.com. That's not really an official, but it makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. How, how, how does he cheat again? If he alters the flow of time. So basically he uses the speed force. Right. All right. Cool. I thought he inherently uses the speed force just by being flash. Oh, because of all the, the lightning and whatnot. Yeah. Well, just because that's where he gets his abilities from his connection to the speed force that the accident linked him to the speed force, which allows him the speed. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Cause that's how I, well, hate. I, I, I don't know. I don't know much about the flash other than what has been presented on TV. Sure. And some of the comics I, I was collecting the flash comics, but that was back when Bart Allen was under the cowl. Bart. Um, yes. Good old Bart, Bart was Allen. the younger one. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's, he's uh Barry's grandson from the future or something like that. Yes. Yes. And he's yellow. No, he was red in, in these comics that okay. I was buying. I thought he was kid flash. Oh, he might've been. Who was in, wasn't he in, uh, well, that's Wally. Well, that was on the TV show. Yeah. Wally West was kid flash. Art Allen. Or yeah. Bart was born to Don, son of Barry. Don, son of Barry. Yeah. Mm. Was born to Don Allen, the son of Barry Allen, the second Flash, and his wife, Melanie, the daughter of President Thawne of Earth and descendant of the evil Professor Zoom and Cobalt Blue in the late 30th century. Oh. Interesting. Yes. I like the Flash. The character, that is. I've read, a, I've read a bunch of Flash comics. I've always enjoyed the comics. I like the rogues gallery. I like the Flash episodes of the Justice League cartoon. Yeah. There's uh, there. There's that one episode of Superman, the animated series, where him and Flash are having a race for charity, and they keep having to like deviate off of the the race path because Weather Wizard is ruining like the Earth and stuff. Stupid <laughs> Weather Wizard. Stupid Weather Wizard. Now, isn't there one? There's an episode. I don't know if it's a Batman or if it's a Justice League where they're having the opening of the Flash Museum, and Batman goes with what is it, Orion? who is Darkseid's son or the one that he raised? No. Oh, yeah. That's uh, the new god. Right. But I think that is that an episode of Batman Brave and the Bold? I don't think so. No, I'm pretty sure it's not. Uh, I, I could be wrong. 
but it's it's just the whole time Orion's like, why are you friends with this guy? This guy's a simpleton. He's just an idiot. And you know, the Flash is just having a good time with his museum, but then the Rogues Gallery starts to mess shit up, and it shows it shows Barry uh, just being awesome. And Orion finally is like, so that's that's his power. Like he keeps it he keeps it light when he's doing all when he when he has to deal with so much. And uh, I don't know. It was a good, it was a cool episode, and I don't remember where it was a part of, but I really enjoyed it. Let's see, Flash Museum episode Batman. Because I'm I'm curious what show it was on. Now. Flash and Substance is the fifth episode of the third season of the Justice League Unlimited. There you go, the 31st of the overall series, and Mark Hamill does the voice of Jokester, Trickster. Excuse me. Mm. Flash and Substance. Yeah, it was fun. Okay. Yeah. I I think that was because there's a couple different things. Like, isn't uh the the flashpoint movie or there's some I can't remember what it is, but there's a there's a thing at the flash uh there's like a break-in at the flash museum. I think it is the flashpoint animated movie. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. That's where he goes back and rescues his mom and then forces everything to change where Batman is Thomas Wayne and he uses a gun and yep. uh, Atlantis and Themyscira are at war, or at least the Amazons are at war on Earth. Right. Man, what a great uh, ending to that too, where Flash brings the note back from Thomas Wayne to Bruce. To Bruce. Yes. It's like, you're one hell of a mess. Batman fucking tears in his tears eyes, tears falling on, on the, the paper. Yes. Great humanizing moment for the ever stoic asshole that is Batman. But you know that I love, loved, loved the fact that, you know, Batman was was close with the founding members of the Justice League, you know, in his own way. But he was definitely close with the Flash, like calls him bats to hang out. He tolerates the Flash. He likes the Flash. I think he tolerates Superman. I don't know if he really likes Clark. If he doesn't like him, he for sure respects him. Right. Well, you have to, right? Because with that kind of power to, to wield it responsibly, it's kind of like having the one ring in the Lord of the Rings. You've never read them, though, have you? I pretended to read The Two Towers for a book report once in high school, and then I, I couldn't get through it. Because one, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm reading the second book in a series, so I have no fucking idea what was going on. Right. And then also, that's some fucking dense text to just hop right into if you're not familiar with it. So I was just like, well, let me just hop on old cliffnotes.com or pinkmonkey.com <laughs> and I'll just fumble fuck my way through this paper. But my English teacher, she saw right through that. So I got a deservedly shitty grade because she's. it was basically just one of those like, uh, did you even read the book? There are a lot of books that I never read that I was supposed to. And I would never get the cliff notes. It's, you know, you read like the first paragraph or two, you read the first couple pages, last couple pages, you get the gist, ask other yeah. people. But if I like the never, book, I read it, read it multiple. There was one time where I was actually going to finish a book for a book report and I would never leave myself enough time to read the book and then also put my thoughts into a paper. Right. So I, uh, there was one time when I was reading, I was making such good headway on reading Dracula the, by the original Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. But I got like 20 pages from the end and it was like midnight. I was like, fuck, I have to start writing this paper. <laughs> so I just stopped. I got 20 pages from the end and I stopped. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh my goodness. You kind of have. I think I had. I had to bring in the book back to the school library. Oh, man. 
I assume everything worked out for the Harkers in the end of Dracula. <laughs> well, have you have you seen uh, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Yeah, because you see what happens to Mina Harker. Oh yeah, Mina is vampified. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jonathan's pretty is bad. dead. I would imagine. Yeah, I think so. Depends yeah. on which version of it. I saw the. I like the Gary Oldman one. Oldman one. Yeah, I don't drink wine. Is that what he says? I don't remember. I saw it in the feeders, though. I remember we we snuck beer in. We were in high school. Is that the one with Keanu Reeves? Yeah, he plays Jonathan Harker. Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) And it was a good movie. I don't know. It's it's always a good story, I suppose, right? Yeah. I always liked Dracula Dead and Loving It, that one with Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. Leslie Nielsen is hysterical. Yeah. Mel Brooks. I'm a big Mel Brooks fan. I love his movies. Um, Oh, yeah. I have always liked and appreciated his movies. You know, and like watching like History of the World. Torquemada. Yeah. You can't talk him out of anything. Hey, Torquemada. What do you say? I just got back from the auto de fe. It's funny. It's funny stuff. Yeah, man. Not everybody likes Mel Brooks, which I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand why. I felt like for me, culturally, I kind of had to. You know, I feel like, oh, I'm Jewish. He's Jewish. It's a thing. We got to do it. We got to support right. his work. But also comedy genius. Comedy genius. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, I, I read The Lord of the Rings. I read The Hobbit. And as well, I remember that more. I, I don't think I ever read the last of The Lord of the Rings book, The Return of the King. So unfortunately, even though after all these decades, my knowledge, the story is swayed by the movies. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't remember the book as much. Well, those, if I recall, I mean, I've never read the books, never read the movie or seen the movies, but Mm -hmm. if I recall the, the discourse around those, what is that, uh, those are pretty accurate to the book or no? It's not that it's accurate to, to the book so much as it's it's definitely true to the book as far as capturing the essence of what needed to be captured. Uh, it adds a little bit of Hollywood love story type stuff mm-hmm. and it changes certain things. Now, I recently watched all three movies with my family. Yeah, a couple episodes back and the one with Jay, you were saying that you were watching through all of them. You're just doing the Lord of the Rings, no Hobbit movies, correct? Right, correct. So we watched each movie as a two-parter because for we watch the extended version so it's four hours and, right. and and each half is like watching a full movie and i have it on disc so we we watched one disc at a time and there were some days where we didn't even finish a disc because it was late and i didn't want to have a giant spider come and attack right before <laughs> bedtime because that seems like bad parent right setting everybody else like, for failure seems like how you get uh like, can we sleep in your bed tonight? Yes, which is a nightmare. <laughs> and we we finished it on Sunday, and it was lovely. It was just such a great, great feeling. And they everybody liked it. Everybody liked the story. And now my goal is to listen to the Lord of the Rings audiobook read by Andy Serkis. And nice. after the, the, the Hobbit audiobook, yeah. And then after that, maybe watch the Hobbit movies. They're not as good, fortunately. Well, that's because they took a, a novella and they strung it out to three two-hour movies. Yeah, it, it means right. The Hobbit's not that long. No, it could have been. It's 
it's a it's a it's a good story, but it, it could have been two movies, maybe, or maybe even one four-hour movie. I don't I don't know. I don't know. He Peter Jackson kind of apologizes for the Hobbit. He's he's apologetic. Why? Because it's not very good. It's just isn't that the one where they got Benedict Pumpkin Patch to be the dragon? Yeah, smug. Yes. Yeah. And he's fine. Like there are many, there were many. Uh, oh, yeah. See, he says here, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. There were many parts that were great. The Battle of the Five Armies, that was great. The smog stuff was, it was all really good, really good. It's just, they added so much. They, they made another love scene that wasn't very good. And it just got, it got weird. Uh, yeah, it says he, he began filming it without proper preparation. In many cases, shooting scenes without storyboards and completed scripts in a process he described as making it up as I went along. So there you go. So he was really just fucking, he's like, no script, just everybody, just Lord of the Rings it up. It's because Guillermo del Toro had to leave. So he jumped in and took over and uh, they just had to keep moving. So he had to keep shooting and he just wasn't fully prepared. That's got to be. So originally Guillermo del Toro was going to direct The Hobbit and then he had, he left? Yeah, it sounds like that. Jackson took over directing in 22 following the departure of Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Hmm. So I don't know why he left. Too bad. Probably was going to make more Hellboy movies and then they <laughs> took the rug out from under him there. Might have been good if he directed it. I like Guillermo del Toro a lot. I yeah. Least, I mean, I don't like you, every every movie of his, but I like him. Oh, yeah. Um, do you like uh, the first Hellboy and the second Hellboy? The first one with Ron Perlman? Yeah. The second one with uh, Harbor? Ron Perlman did, too. He did the oh, original yes. Hellboy and then the Golden Army. Okay, yeah. I like I liked the Ron Perlman ones. I enjoyed I, those. I started watching the David Harbor one the other day, but then uh I watched happened. it. It was all right. Yeah. It was but it wasn't Guillermo del Toro, was it? No, I don't remember who it was. But it was, I mean, it was entertaining. I think I watched it on a flight, you uh, know, and, and your 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 threshold for, for, or your tolerance, I should say, on a flight movie is definitely pretty high, right? Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah. I mean, you're trapped in the thousands of feet in the air, so you can't help but just watch that. That's What's your that? only... What's the best worst movie you've seen because of a flight? Oh, I've never watched a movie on a flight. Really? No. Like I, I'm one of those people that's just like if I turn on my phone, the whole fucking plane is gonna crash. So I'm just gonna sit here and just either sleep or I'm going to. I tried reading. I bought a uh, when I was in New York in 2015. I bought Guardian Devil, the book uh, by Kevin Smith, um, yeah. the dare, his Daredevil run. Yeah, and I tried to read it on the plane, and it was like I don't know. I was I just I didn't feel good or whatever. So I was just like I, I can't read this right now. It was kind of like car sickness, but worse. Yeah. Okay. So I I either just fall asleep on planes or I stare straight ahead like a fucking psychopath. Weird. Okay. Yeah, it is weird. Sorry to hear that. Uh, I've watched a lot of movies on planes and I yeah. think the best worst one would probably be The Pacifier, Vin Diesel. Mm. It was, he was like a Secret Service agent who was babysitting someone's kids and they're like high profile people. I don't know. It and was, it was a killing machine. You know, this is obviously before the, all these fast movies. Cause this is, a, this is an old, I don't even know how long ago it was now that I think about it, but he was trying to make a little bit of a jump towards probably fit family friendly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've always kind of liked 
Vin Diesel. Yeah, man, those Riddick movies are pretty dope. I agree. I agree. I've I've liked I've liked them. I also liked him in this might have been a flight. No, it wasn't a flight movie. Where was this movie? Where he plays a witch killer or um witch hunter? Bloods? Not Bloodsport. No, it could be Witch Hunter. It's Blood something. Yeah. Bloodshot? No, no, no. Bloodshot. That that was recent. No, I'm talking about a movie I saw years ago where he plays somebody that was, uh, like, they were a, were they Irish or Scottish? I don't know. They were these, like, hundreds of years ago chasing witches, and he had a spell cast on him, and he he was kind of immortal. He didn't seem to, he didn't seem to age. Mm, uh, And he hunted, he hunted witches. Yeah. I don't know. Damn it. I was hoping you would. I mean, maybe it is bloodshot. I don't feel like it is. I'm, I'm looking through. Yeah, the last witch hunter. The last oh, witch. 2015. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like him. Yeah, Elijah Wood was in it. Yeah, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, well, shit, man. Yeah, I, I've never seen that movie. It looks like it, it at least made double its budget back, so that's good. It was. It was all right. I I don't know. There was something about it I, I enjoyed. According to Wikipedia, it received generally unfavorable reviews. So <laughs> take that how you will. I don't know. It's it's one of those things where it's like some. What is a bad movie, really? Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, yeah, as long yeah. as you can watch it and enjoy it. Fuck, I've watched so many bad X Men movies that I actually enjoy. And you know what? I saw something on the internet. And someone was just like, "Hey guys, is Dark Phoenix really that bad?" And I've never seen it, but I kind of want to watch it to see. Maybe everyone was just picking on that movie. It probably is pretty bad. Yeah, but it, yeah, it probably but... is also redeemable, don't you think? Everything's redeemable, Matthew. I mean, you throw a lot of retroactive goodwill. Yes, I love retroactive goodwill. <laughs> it's kind of your thing. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't like Thor The Dark World if it wasn't for Thor Ragnarok and that exactly. one scene. And I wouldn't like Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn if it wasn't for Birds of Prey. And then also the character being redeemed by the Harley Quinn animated series. I don't like the, what's that guy's name? Ty Sheridan, the guy who played Scott Summers. Oh yeah, he's Cyclops. He's a dude in uh, Ready Player One. Yeah, I struggle with, with that guy. I mean, he's kind of a douche, but so is Cyclops. Yeah, and and I was gonna say that I, I did oh, like sorry. Ready Player One. Never seen it. Yeah, I I read the book and I enjoyed it. I, read, I did the audio book and I thought the movie was it was all right. It was entertaining. And, and see, that's the thing. Me, like I I am what you say there as far as like all movies. There's you know. What's a bad movie? I like all movies I see, but I feel like there are times I could objectively say, yeah, that was a bad movie. Right. And also there's sometimes you can just be like, yeah, that movie's all right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not good or bad. It's just all right. It's just all right. Yeah. All right. Well, good. I'm going to leave it at that. So all I right. feel all right, but I, I do feel want, all right. All right. I do want people to send us stuff. Like, what kind of what if would you want to see? Me too. Yeah. What kind of what if would you want to see? What's the worst movie you've seen on a on a plane? Yeah. Uh, what do you think's going on with fucking Jason Todd? And is he is he freebasing Joker gas or is he snorting scarecrow uh, scare scarecrow venom? 
<laughs> Who would knows? It, would it be Venom? Uh, no, it'd be Joker, Venom, and Scarecrow. Yes, yeah, okay. I don't know. But at any rate, tell us what you want, what you think's going on. You can send us an email at, at broadcastgeeks at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook. You can get at us on our Twitter at Broadcast Geeks or on our Instagram at Broadcast underscore Geeks. You can subscribe to the podcast at Podbean, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And uh, until then, we'll see you next time. Same bat time, same bat channel. And until then, we say to you, Excelsior!